that good on your end yeah it was did you hear it that was burp? good on my end i did hear the burp i liked it sorry about that <laughs> you're good but hey welcome back to bras and murder this week i am cheryl tate you're not my fucking supervisor battle i know cheryl tate mm-hmm. i am Sherilyn karen if you're nasty space karen yeah elon musk he's space karen now yeah he they call him space karen oh that they just called him an asshole Oh, he's an asshole too. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm buying his Cybertruck, but why? Because I want an electric vehicle. And the what the one that the one that costs like sixty nine, sixty nine. That one? No, it's like forty nine. Okay. 69. I mean, hey, welcome to the fucking future, am I right? Cyberpunk. Right? It better twenty seventy seven. It better fucking. Fly. Elon Musk is wild on twitter if you haven't seen him on twitter sometimes no i have yeah he's like he'd be saying some off the wall shit yes i was like yeah bro put down the ketamine right (laughs) chill (laughs) (laughs) you're hanging out with joe rogan too much right yeah man having these crazy trips bro ayahuasca speaking of crazy trips welcome to our infamous episode and famous and famous we're recovering a serial killer well not one this is a a, a duo right yeah yeah I mean, it's a duo yeah I, it's, partners just, uh, and crimes. it's just an interesting case uh it's an interesting case fuck <laughs> <laughs> i want to leave that in <laughs> i get so mad when i make that noise andre yells yeah. at me i don't know i rubber i reprimand him for saying um or, uh, I've gotten because... way better. Like you got so better. much better. It's I'm so proud of you. Maybe one per episode now, but eh. before it used to be so much. No, yeah, the editing process with him was just. And I kept it to myself for a long time. Yeah, like, you know what? You gotta <laughs> like it's taking too fucking long to edit all these ums and uhs, bitch. You can get it together. <laughs> Which I am super aggressive when I just don't want something. I'm just like, hey, I don't like this. Can we do this? Andre just let it happen until he's just like, dude, you need to work on your speaking. <laughs> I, I bought it a lot off until I couldn't <laughs> take it anymore. You got so much animosity <laughs> towards me. I, was, I asked Melinda, I was like, do I say this too much? And she said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, because we love you. We just put up with it. <laughs> but it just got to the point where I'm just hearing it. Every, I was like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> It was That's haunting a me. about battle. I haven't given you a tidbit in a while. Yeah, you haven't given me a tidbit. You say, uh, like a lot, because you're a Cali <laughs> girl. I'm a fucking... <laughs> Not every Cali girl talks about... I'm a Californian by heart, sorry. And I am from a valley. This is not the valley? Just not the valley? Like, uh, seriously? I guess there's more than one. I didn't know. I thought there was just the one valley. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, we're doing our infamous episode so let's just like get into it 
Uh, we give you true crime of color and cases. <laughs> Wait, we also have give you murder or we give you uh, bands that you've probably never heard of before. Oh my god! Sorry, I'm he's sorry slipping. About that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, everything now everything that we know said. who we are and what we do, <laughs> we will get right into it. Know that the ride or die, I keep boys by my seat. Know that the ride or die, I keep boys by my seat. Day we hustle, but the night we. Know that the ride or die. I guess I'm the one starting. Yeah, you're starting. He's slipping, so it's okay. Slipping. So you know, <laughs> season three we said we're talking about infamous serial killers. That you probably have not heard of before because I didn't hear about him until Andre was just like, hey, we need to cover this case. I was scrolling through my fucking Facebook and it's popped up and I was like, hold up, bitch. Who the fuck? So we are going to talk about Anthony and Nathaniel Cook, a duo. They're brothers and they murdered nine people. They're happy and they're singing and they're colored. They actually are. Give me a hard life. (laughs) Great show. So Anthony and Nathaniel Cook's background has, of course, little information, just like a lot of black murderers or murdered people. There's not a lot of background information. But what I do know, after reading about them a little bit, they were born in Mobile, Alabama. And according to Wikipedia, they actually came from a pretty broken home where they didn't have a father and they lived in a very low-income area. And it's important to realize that when they were born, they were born when segregation was still a thing, as they were born in the late 40s, early 50s. So, a little history lesson for everyone. In the 50s, this is when the civil rights movement actually started to become more prominent in the U.S. You know, they're fighting against things like Brown versus the Board of Education, where the Supreme Court pretty much said that there should be separate educational facilities because black children were inherently unequal. I'm an engineer, by the way. Um, Oh, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) You know, this is the same. This is the same. 50s where Rosa Parks was arrested because she was not willing to give up her seat for a white person. Things like that. I'll never forget that stuff, everyone. And I'm not trying to say because of their upbringing, they they acted violently. However, I will say that being raised in poor conditions, it's easier to be susceptible to a life of crime. I know I come from a poor area and some friends just didn't make it out. I'm lucky. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Grew up in poor areas in Philadelphia and you grow up, you see a lot of friends who are like my age just either not making it to 25 or spending their birthday behind prison. It just sucks because I say it because it's difficult to break that type of mold. Yeah, break the will as a Targaryen might say. And it's, it's apparent, too, in less for, fortunate communities because there's less money in these communities. There's less jobs in these communities. 
this resources resources opportunities this just not an abundance so if anyone thinks for a second that everything is equal from that aspect you're completely wrong and this is the wrong place to be because this is bros murder and we talk about the inequalities that happen in our community yeah poverty breeds crime yeah that's just that that's facts of life so back to the case Anthony and Nathaniel, this time, during this time, grew up where it was super segregated, super racist, a lot more racist than it is now, maybe, I don't know. It was said that Anthony was more in trouble with the law and involved in more street activity, whereas Nathaniel had no problems. He actually did really well. But, so, after Anthony's running with the law and he got out of prison for like petty things he was able to influence nathaniel a lot more to do worse things so this is when they start to run havoc in toledo ohio and when i say they ran havoc andre take it away yeah so how did you pronounce that again the city toledo Okay, I, I was making sure I was right. Cause I had I said it in my head, but I was like, I don't know if that's the right pronunciation, and I don't want to sound fucking stupid. Coach. His last name was Toledo. Toledo. So now the killings began May 1980 when the brothers first attacked 24-year-old Thomas Gordon and his 18-year-old girlfriend in Northern Toledo. I said it right. Toledo. What did I say? Toledo. Whatever. They threatened them. <laughs> so they threatened them with guns, seized control of their car, and held them both hostage. The cooks drove the couple to a wooden area in Lucas County where they shot Gordon and then raped his girlfriend. After which they stabbed her and fled the crime scene. And what you'll see in all these crimes is A, the violence extremely violent, somewhat not want to say it's always sexually motivated, but they do take advantage of women and they also Bro, what did happened? you hear that is something is someone in your house no hexy just jumped on top okay. of her cat tree like what was that noise <laughs> i heard something yeah i was looking at that cracked door right there i was like wait did something go in there like what's because you on? see it's like leaning up against the wall so whenever she jumps on it like bangs against the wall that's so i was like <laughs> what the fuck fucking bit all right back up to it and also when it comes to all their crimes they really never try to clean up after themselves or take care of the crime scene because you know when you think of serial killers you think of people like covering their tracks and they no. to be fair the whole csi kind of thing wasn't a like the dna yeah, it wasn't evidence a, wasn't an issue then so you could go out and kill people kind of it, it, it kind of bit them in the ass a little yes, bit on that did. end yeah <laughs> So now, the girlfriend of Thomas did survive, but Gordon didn't. On January 3rd, 1981, Anthony and Nathaniel picked up a 19-year-old hitchhiker who was a Michigan native named Connie Sue Thompson, driving her out to Lucas County where they raped her and also killed her. The criminals then threw the victim's body off a bridge into a stream where it was discovered like two or so weeks later on January 17th. Now, in February of that year, Anthony, while returning home from work, lured a 12-year-old Don Renee 
backs into his car. Soon, Nathaniel joined them, after which the two men took the victim to an abandoned theater where they raped and tortured the young girl for the next several hours. Now, much to their sadistic amusement, like, she, you know, was completely lucid the whole Like, she was with it the whole time. She was aware right. of what was happening. You know, like, she was, like, unconscious or anything like that. So, subsequently, she succumbed to several blows from a brick to the head and died. Now, um, um, just so everyone knows, you don't die instantly from getting hit in the head. Sometimes you could go into convulsions. Yeah, it's not. Just, that's it's a very scary. violent death. That is also, also, I looked it up. Brutal. It takes six pounds of pressure to crush a human skull. So you're not really. It, it's going to take more than one strike to like, kill somebody by hitting them in the head. Yo, most we of the time, physics the fuck out of this. Like, it's pretty intense. The amount of force that is being used. I love physics. Everyone, it's so much. Sorry. So now on March 27th, Anthony attacked Scott uh, Moulton and Denise. That's a very Polish last name. I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> I, just know the, I just know the last name is Polish because I have a friend who has the same last name and I always ruin it. So I'm just going to call her Denise S. This happened in a supermarket in the center of the city. He took them outside of the city of Oregon suburb where he shot both of them after raping Denise. And in that instant, he acted without his younger brother that time. So this is like the first crime or murder he did on his like on his own without the aid of his brother being there. Now, on August 21st, Anthony, again, acting alone, attacked Daryl Cole and Stacy Bullnick, both 21. And after raping the girl, Cook beat Cole with a baseball bat that he found in the person's car interior, causing him fatal brain injuries. After repeating the act, he hid both bodies in the trunk of the car. So he like budged them both with a baseball bat and threw them in the trunk of their own car. In September of that year, Anthony committed another crime in the rich part of the city, which is just two blocks away from the police station. So I don't know if he just like didn't give a shit anymore or what, but like you're you're a in a rich white area, so you're already fucked up. And B, you're doing this near a police station, so you're just asking to get caught. Early in the morning, Cook threatened to rob the passengers of a parked van where 21-year-old Todd and 20-year-old Lisa were hanging out, after which he tied both of them up and raped the woman. During the attempted rape, the man managed to free himself and fight off the attacker who lost grip of his weapon. The woman did then call the police and called her father, Peter, a well-known businessman in Toledo, for help while, you know, Cook and other dude or her boyfriend are wrestling trying to get his gun. He then was able to fight off Peter, the boyfriend, and shot him, seriously wounding him, before disappearing. Now, the cook's fingerprints were found in a crime scene by police and examined, since the killers apparently didn't pay any attention in concealing their tracks. Street information about them, like, passed pretty fast. People knew who they were. And by October 14th, 1981, the police were able to track them down and arrest them. Because, again, they just did not care about burying their tracks. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> those are the yeah. fucking murders. Yes. So it, it's kind of weird, too, because I was trying to piece together everything because the timeline I is sporadic. I don't think Anthony and Nathaniel were arrested at the same time. No, no, because it was 
for, for 17 months, like Anthony and were pretty much to get away with everything they were doing. It was a span of 17 months that everything happened. And, and I think it's a combination of A, they were kind of on the move for the most part. They were kind of hitting different areas. B, at one point they weren't doing it together. Right. And then C, just DNA evidence and shit like that just wasn't that big in the 80s. So it was hard right. to just... It wasn't obviously it wasn't impossible, kind of. but it was just yeah, it was it just took hard some time for technology to catch up. Is that, yeah, it was just hard to really pin them down, especially since I looked it up too back because back then police departments really weren't communicating back and forth with each other with each other. So these crimes were happening in different areas, and a lot of police weren't really communicating that much. Right. So really quick, you said that you could edit this part out, but. You said that he was arrested for shooting his... He was P- Peter, right? Yes, Peter, Peter was, got shot. Okay, cool. Add this part back in. So eventually, like Andre said, in October of 81, 81, Anthony was arrested because of the shooting of the realtor, Peter. He was given 15 years to life in prison. And it wasn't, all, it wasn't until almost 16 years later that... Nathaniel was arrested. This happened because of DNA evidence of the crime scene. Eventually, you know, like I said earlier, the technology caught up with them, and it was almost like cold cases, and detectives wanted to test some DNA that they had of crime scenes, and guess what? Guess who they were traced back to? Yes, the Cook brothers. So according to the Associated Press, Anthony and Nathaniel both admitted to taking part in these murders, all nine murders, Nathaniel saying that he helped with three. However, Nathaniel took a plea deal, which gave him a lighter sentence. Anthony did admit... Anthony admitted to aggravated murder in the shooting of Thomas Gordon and was sentenced to life in prison. Nathaniel Cook Plead, pled guilty to two counts of kidnapping, one count of attempted murder of Gordon's girlfriend. A crazy thing is that they both didn't have to stand trial at Gordon's death because, and actually, Nathaniel was able to avoid the life sentence. Not only did they not have to face trial or punishment for the other cases, because of the plea deal, Nathaniel like I said, had a much lighter sentence. In 2018, Nathaniel was released from prison and he served 20 years for what he did and that was a part that was part of the agreement with the prosecutors and the victims' families. There was no other reasons why he should have been kept up kept locked up according to the Lucas County judge Linda Jennings. She looked through it. She was trying to find ways to keep him in prison because of how brutal the murders were, but they couldn't find any reason to keep him there because he was in good standings in the prison. A crazy thing about this case, I don't think you mentioned it, but they believe that all of the murders were racially motivated because they were white people that were murdered, mm-hmm. which is pretty crazy. I did read an interview with that someone did with him that was about 40 minutes. The interviewer said that he was afraid to go inside the house 
where Nathaniel lived, but he was actually able to talk to him and the reporter said that he was super soft-spoken and he was very frustrated that he couldn't live a normal life even though he did his time, which makes sense on why he couldn't, he can't live a normal life because he fucking brutally murdered some people and did it so intensely. No, they were both fucking monsters. Yeah, dude. And yeah, it's crazy that this dude got out after 20 years. Not to mention after 16 years of pretty much being free, doing whatever the fuck he wanted to do. His brother was just holding it down for him. Right? P.O.P. P.O.P. holding it down. (laughs) Oh, mama, I love you. (laughs) Never forget that shit. But yeah, that was our infamous episode. How do you feel about that battle? About this case? Yeah. It seems short. Yeah, no, it was a shorter case. Yeah. But I think it, even though it was short, I wanted to get it out there. Yeah. Because I guess I had no idea about these two at all. So I was like, we got to talk about it. Yeah. When you sent sent those to me, when you said, I want to do this instead, I'm like, okay, let me look at this. And when I was reading through what they did, I was just like, yo. Bitch, what the fuck? Yeah. Wow. How were you able to live for 16 years after? All. Yeah, with all that just in your head. Yo, that's wild. And I'm surprised he didn't commit any other crimes within those 16 years. But maybe he did. Yeah, what if they, <laughs> What if Nathaniel did for all we know, stuff? Yeah, for all we know, there could be more victims out there, more cold cases that are linked to right? him. Because I don't believe that after committing... Heinous crimes like that? Heinous crimes like that, you just go on a hiatus forever and be like, well, yeah, I'm good. What was we know, the Grim yeah. Sleeper, Lonnie but That Johnson? was like four, I was 14. He was asleep for a long time before the Grim that Sleeper was, four, was yeah, that, chilling. Yeah, for 14, but then he started back up. And even within that 14, they speculate that he still was out there. I should have like looked into if any other thing happened around where he was. Any other murders that are unsolved, like cold cases. You know what? was. We can we save that for an update. This. Yeah, we'll revisit it. We'll do an update and revisit it. We'll, di- we'll dig dive deeper to that and like some other ones. Because we get, we got we got to up the episode we wanted to do for a little bit now. So yeah, we, yeah, we'll, we'll tackle idea. it again. I like that idea. But yeah, that was our infamous episode. And if you want to support the show, check out the show notes. You can donate. Check out the merch and whatnot. Uh, keep watching the Instagram for those social media vids and I have nothing else to plug other than there's also a Spotify playlist so check out the Spotify playlist for all the music (laughs) but battle you want to plug anything um if you haven't today go and hug some hugs feel good facts 100% facts and drink water because I know you haven't today yup I have not drank much see look at you personally yup yeah you piss all hot and yellow and shit. Nasty. I have a little bit of a headache. I'm not going to lie. There you go. And Hydrate. <laughs> Salt your water, guy. My grandma used to say that shit all the time. Like, Make sure you salt your water. I was like, this isn't the, the fucking Dust Bowl, all right? <laughs> We're going to be fine. <laughs> the Dust Bowl. <laughs> but yeah, bye. See you, fam. Thank you.
We could drive along an ocean reflecting the sun, or make a bed of green atop a wide open scene. Under a canvas of blue, I would draw ever nearer to you. To feel the dew on your skin, that is how it would begin. For summer is for falling in love. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to eleven grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. <laughs> 